Hi, everyone. This is your CyberPath. This is the podcast that helps you get your dream cybersecurity job. I'm Kip Boyle, and I'm an experienced hiring manager of cybersecurity professionals. Hey, we want your feedback on the show. You should give it to us. So all you need to do is go to the show page, anchor.fm forward slash your cyber path. Pitch me a question or make a comment. And uh, all you have to do is hit that web page, click on the message button, and just start talking and we'll get it. So t- before we go into today- today's topic, which, by the way, is, is designed to help you fascinate a hiring manager with your resume's summary statement, I want to share two important decisions with you that we've made about the podcast and how they how those decisions are going to affect you. So the first one is, this is a fantastic decision, I think. I'm super happy about it. I think you will be too. But my guest on the two previous episodes, Wes Schreiner, is now co-host of this podcast. So welcome aboard, Wes. What? What? Is that happening for real? For real, for real. It's you and me, and we're going to... We're going to drive this podcast to amazing places. Outstanding. It's going to be fun. So thanks, Wes, for being here. Why don't you, uh, since you're co-host now, why don't you tell everybody about the other decision? Well, the other decision we made is we're going to go to a every other week format. Uh, yep. We're dads of a lot of kids. We've got a lot of responsibilities. Hey, on the farm this week, the uh, <laughs> the peacocks, I'm sorry, the peahens, laid eggs, right? And that happens, that's an annual event. We got seven eggs out of our peahens this year. And is that a high are, water or a high, a high count of eggs? Oh, it's, it's, it's about all you get. And uh, we're really excited about it because 30 days from now, we will be seeing some, some baby pea chicks and, <laughs> and that'll be a lot of fun. So uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen in the audience, I don't know if we've me- mentioned it before, but uh, co-host Wes uh, lives on a farm. And so I have been hearing the most amazing stories about farm life. Uh, and, uh, and they're amazing because why? Well, because Kip lives in suburbia and it's not nearly as exciting. Oh, so all the metaphors you've heard about farms uh, that you bring into the business space, those are real. We'll get a chance to touch on those, I'm sure, along the way. Oh, um, I do want to call fruit. out. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> I want to call out that uh, uh, with the farm and and the kids and life and work, we're gonna we're gonna be doing this every other week. Uh, want to set an expectation that it will be every other Friday, and that's designed so that we can give you great content uh, on a on a consistent basis. Absolutely, which is why I listen to podcasts. Great content on a regular basis. So that's that's what we're trying to do, uh, dear listeners. So, all right, thanks, Wes. So let's get on with the show. So today, uh, in this episode, we want to focus on the summary statement at the top of your resume. Now, last week, we talked about uh, the, 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 the resume in total, uh, but you know, we really want to drill in now with the summary statement because that... Uh, that part of your resume plays a very important function. Now, your resume in total uh, does some really important things for you. It gets you through the applicant tracking system, right, which is going to analyze for keywords. It's uh, designed to get you invited to a conversation with a recruiter, designed to get you invited to a conversation with a hiring manager. And when you finally get in front of the hiring manager, it should be a wonderful springboard to launch into the fantastic conversation and start your relationship right. Now, it's the summary statement that does the heavy lifting that really makes the resume uh, able to do this stuff. 
You're right, Kip. We talked about that as being our executive summary. If I hire someone, this is this paragraph is how you're probably going to be talking with my boss. And this tells me if I can trust you to talk to executives or not. Mm. I think your key words, if I were to give you anything and you can drop the podcast at this point, is be brief, be brilliant, be gone. Right. <laughs> if you can be brief, be brilliant, be gone, you're good. If, if you want to help with figuring out how to do that, that's what the rest of the story is about. There you go. So if you think you've already got that wired, stop now and go uh, listen to a podcast that's really fun and interesting. But okay, so those people, are they gone? All right. So everybody else who stayed, let's drill in, right? How can you be brief, brilliant, and gone? That summary statement is the only part you can guarantee to have been read by a hiring manager. Jeez, that's that's serious. (laughs) Keep it purposeful and answer questions right away. My big questions that I'm I'm trying to answer about you when I'm reading your resume. What title have they had or see themselves as? What experience do they point to to justify that title? And what do they want in their next step? Right? If I can answer those three questions in your summary, you've met my needs. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, Wes has just laid it out and I absolutely agree with him because remember we said that um Assuming that your resume even lands in the pile that we're going to scan, what is it, 30, 45 seconds per resume, perhaps? I mean, you just don't have a lot of time to hook us. This is a great way for you to hook us. Okay, so now you know what to do. But hey, Wes, let's begin so, by talking <laughs> about what not to do, okay? Because we've so seen been, some pretty, you know, pretty egregious things, yeah? I've been going through resumes recently, and I came across one that was pretty special. It begins with, a rare combination of broad knowledge, varied skills, accomplishments, and experience that makes a standout in guiding improvement in information security, assessing and mitigating risks, and helping assure business continuity when breaches and exploits occur. That was the first sentence. I, this was a 14-line. That was a 14-line summary with 128 words. There were six sentences, but actually two of them were not complete sentences. It goes on to highlight every skill they have ever practiced. And I still don't know what they want to do for a job. Oh, no. Yeah. I feel bad for this person. Somebody needs some podcast. That's what I'm saying. So (laughs) do not start by telling me how rare you are, right? I'm sure you're special. Do, Do not hit me with a Death Star level attack of skills and abilities. And most importantly, don't forget to tell me what you're looking for. Please. Well, and that's that's really important too, right? Because as hiring managers, we're expecting that when you land on our team, you're going to grow, right? We want you to grow. So mm-hmm. tell us how you want to grow, right? Indeed. So let's take that in order now that I think that a healthy summary statement is going to have three specific uh, features to it. Let's take those in order and see what we can do, right? The first one right. is is name the title that you are or you aspire to be, Right. The more specific, the better. If it exactly matches the role you're applying for, that's even better, right? Some good titles might be growing security and privacy analyst, cybersecurity leader, security incident response engineer, right? Mm -hmm. And as a sentence, you might say, I am a trained security analyst with a strong background in business operations. You might say, strong IT help help desk technician looking for deeper role in security vulnerability management. Like, can you hear how those sound very security focused? Definitely. So we've got a lot of career transition folks, right? The folks who are coming from the uh, 
you've had a full career as a sous chef at a great restaurant and you do business operations well. Do not put sous chef looking to change jobs. Well, but that's that's very succinct, right? I mean, uh, it wins awards is... on conciseness. But that is not highlighting what you're looking for and where you're going. Instead, you might want to say, uh, use that uh, growing security and privacy analyst in your in your description, right? Mm. Trained security analyst with a strong background in business operations. We'll we'll cover that you've got the 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 chef background and the management of people and business operations. Those are all transferable skills that are going to come in handy. But mm. But let's not make that the first line of your resume. Let's set you up for success by having the title of the job or something really close to it that that you're highlighting in that first line of your resume. Yeah. You know, um, the the this whole I thing of a uh, if I had seen sous chef looking to change jobs, I would feel like like they were looking for me to do a lot of the heavy lifting. You know what I mean? Like it, they're they're not putting enough of themselves into what they just said. You know. Well, those know. job searchers are putting all of their heart and soul into this because they are hungry, right? And so, mm -hmm. I I I don't want to discount that at all. But I I think this is a case of dress for the job you want, right? <laughs> dress for the job you want with the title that you want. Um, don't right. go in and there actually, looking like a college student if you want a professional job. Or don't come dressed in your sous chef outfit, right? There you go. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So that's some really great guidance on the title. Okay. So now we've got that figured out, right? First it's a, sentence it's a done. Title. Yeah. It's a title. It, it It's a sentence and it's got some, um, some motion in it, right? Uh, maybe like I'm, I'm growing or I'm looking or something like that. Okay. Cool. It does. It has some movement. Let's go on to the next thing. So now we get to talk about your history, the justification, the reason why you deserve that title. Um, remember, this is your summary statement. You've got a whole document behind you explaining why you why you deserve it. But this is executive summary. So you get about one sentence per decade of experience. That's just not enough, dude. <laughs> <laughs> one sentence per decade just seems like it. That is exactly what you get. You get uh... one sentence per decade. And and again, I am not every hiring manager and I am not every recruiter. Uh, we've right. talked about having two separate resumes, one for the machine learner and one for the uh, for the human the readable. Human. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that may be a case here where where those keywords go in the machine reader. But, okay. but the human needs to be able to read this in a sentence per decade. Right. You know, I so, know you're right. I know you're right, Wes. It's just that's wow. OK, keep going. So for that person who's a trained security analyst with a strong background in business operations, their mm -hmm. next sentence might be. I focused my training on digital forensics and application security assessments, right? Uh, that would be a very, uh, I did the training and this is the areas I've done my training, right? Mm, yep. uh, for the person who comes from the help desk who said they're looking for a deep role in security vulnerability management, uh -huh. I've supported every aspect of endpoint detection and response and helped identify and remove indicators of compromise. That's you just used vocabulary that told me you understand my business from the chair you were in. I'm interested in learning more about you. Mm, great. Great. Okay. And so... Um, you should watch gosh. out. <laughs> Those are going to be interview questions, right? The moment you say, my training on digital forensics, my training mm -hmm. on AppSec, my training on endpoint detection and response, you're now on the hook. 
Make sure you can back that up when you get to the conversation. Some other keywords that you could put in there, right? Because it doesn't have to be those phrases. You can use the, uh, uh, I've seen some that say, uh, red teaming and led my local gray hat chapter or mm. identity proofing and PKI certificate infrastructure, right? Uh, I had one person who didn't go necessarily into categories. They went into a, a, a prototype that they built and said, okay. and I built a low power prototype water flow meter IOT device that was taken into production and deployed all over the city. Right. Wow. I thought that was phenomenal. That person yep. who is just coming out of school says, I'm a learner and a growing security analyst and then says, but I did something really cool and I want to tell you about it in one sentence. Um, and it's so relevant to our world. Yeah. So relevant. The more seasoned cool. security professional might put, uh, I have 10 years experience in, in the uh, in the security space in this part of security or in mm -hmm. these industries, because every industry has its own expectations and its own dialect of English, right? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Its own yeah. vernacular. So, and yeah, so, so we if very I'm really much experienced with AWS security or something like that, right? Then that would make a lot of sense. You're highlighting and justifying why you claim that title above in one sentence. Yeah, I think that makes a ton of sense. Okay. All right. So we've written two sentences and now there's only one left. Look at that, ladies and gentlemen. It's actually pretty easy. <laughs> so close out with telling me what do you want to do next, right? I'm looking for an opportunity to grow my skills with a company in roles emphasizing blah, right? And that's your blah, not mine. You need to figure out what you want to put there based on what you want to be next, right? Yeah. Uh, you probably want to make sure it matches the job description. Make sure we're all going the same direction, right? Congruence <laughs> theory says you better line up. Congruence so, theory. I bet you've been looking for a, a chance to use that for a while. <laughs> I'm using my. I'm in uh, business school right now, so I'm learning my my uh, the other side. So you're of the doing homework here. while we're recording the podcast. Brilliant. You bet. Just brilliant. You bet. I'll be showing my professor this podcast so as to make my points. <laughs> You've applied knowledge, Wes. You get uh, it. <laughs> Okay, so our our uh, person who is a our, our, uh, a sous chef, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe their summary starts going, I'm a trained security analyst with a strong background in business ops. <clears throat> I focus my training on digital forensics and AppSec. Uh -huh. And then that third sentence might be, I'm looking for a company I can grow my security skills with for many years to come. Mm. Nice. Right? That's a I, nice I'm closure. Did we give ourselves a nice little package that says, I come from here, I'm doing these things, and I want to go there? Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, that's super articulate. You can also use this sentence to clarify some specific needs that you're looking for in your in your search. Right. Uh, we have some stuff in our life where we must stay in Washington state. That is uh, we're actually a foster family. And so part of being a foster family is we're licensed by the state of Washington and we can't continue that license if we move somewhere else. <laughs> And so yeah. we're going to stay in the state. That's one of the criteria I'm looking for. So uh, it might be that uh, our help desk technician has the same constraints. So let's mm. say that strong IT help desk technician looking for a deeper role in security vulnerability management mm -hmm. has supported every aspect of endpoint detection and response and helped identify and remove indicators of compromise might end with, I'm looking for my next full-time opportunity in the greater Seattle area to grow myself and my company. Right. Perfect. Yeah. You've just got so to bring that I together that, with the constraints. Yeah. So if I see that, then if I happen to have openings in other parts of the country, 
I, I'm not even going to, uh, you know, burden them with with that necessarily, right? So and, and yeah. that's reasonable. Yeah, it's totally reasonable. As a hiring manager, I know what they want, and I'm either going to um, offer them something that's going to fit or not. You know, and I know some people sort of struggle with that. It's like, well, I want to see all my opportunities. It's like, do you really want to be tempted by something you'd never take? <laughs> There's wisdom in that. There really is. So, so now comes the hardest part. We did the three sentences. You've written your three sentences. They are beautiful, magnificently crafted works of art. Mm -hmm. Are you done? Can you stop? Really, can you stop, right? Because if we say more, we need to have a reason why we would say any more after this. So I'm when bring would somebody back. be, yeah, when would they be justified to say more? I mean, that at, at this point, I'm thinking to myself, like, isn't that enough? So when, it, when have you ever seen it make sense? If you've got a second decade of experience, you can have a second sentence in the middle ah, in there, right? Okay. Uh, but the key here is be brief, be brilliant, and be gone. Use your summary statement as an executive summary for how you're talking to my boss when you're highlighting the most important things. It's great. It's great advice. Love it. Um, you know, when I when I think about why cybersecurity job hunters struggle to oh, craft yeah. a summary statement like this. There's one thing in particular that really stands out. And I, and it, you know, one of the reasons why it comes into my mind is because I know I've struggled with it, but I've also talked to other people who have struggled with it too. And, you know, what we're really doing is selling ourselves here, right? And, um, and I think that there's a certain amount of stigma associated with being a salesperson. Um, and so, I know in the past I was just like, oh my god! Don't call it I sales. Just... Yeah, don't call it right? sales. I don't. This want is to your brand. Sales, but, but I just couldn't help myself. I just kept seeing used car salesmen in my my brain. Right, Joe Asuzu. Probably nobody remembers Joe Asuzu, but um, but he was just a quintessential you know example. You go listen if you don't know who Joe Asuzu is, you should go on YouTube and look him up because that was a fantastic advertising campaign. Anyway, so. Um, yeah, but I think it's I think people are concerned about selling themselves or or really they're concerned about overselling themselves, right? Because I've noticed that cybersecurity people are generally very humble, especially the really talented ones, and you don't really see them bragging about, you know, what they can do or what they've done. And I think the other thing too is that um you remember like when you were telling me like Kip, you get one sentence for every decade and I'm just like it's just not enough. I have done so uh -huh. much that you could benefit from. I'm trying to bring so much to the table and to only have one sentence like, wow, that's a real struggle. But even if I had a talented copywriter do the work, and honestly, that that might be what, you know, a person would need to do, right? Is just kind of like pay somebody to write this if they're just really struggling with it because it could be the difference between getting a job and not getting a job, right? So if I get a $100,000 a year job and I paid somebody a couple of hundred bucks to write my summary statement, that's really a good that's really a good trade, I think. But I know some people just grimace at the idea of somebody writing like a, a very uh, promotional summary statement. So, you know, don't so go there. So to be clear, we are not recommending any specific writer. We don't. We're not sponsored by anybody. This is nope. just just two guys having an opinion. That's that's right. But but I I uh, I notice that people do, do sometimes struggle to to you know to to get help 
sometimes. And so I just want to encourage people that if you find the summary statement really difficult to do, go get some help, a friend. You don't necessarily have to pay somebody, right? right. Just think of, a, think of a friend who might be really good at this and, uh, and ask them to get help. You know, another thing that you should do too, I think, is Daniel Pink wrote a really great book that I read and it helped me work through this issue. And uh, th- he's written a number of books that I think were really helpful, but one in particular is called To Sell is Human. And just to kind of summarize the whole book, it's a great book. You should read it. But to summarize it, he says, hey, we're all in sales. And and one of the things he does to make the case is like, if you've ever uh, asked somebody out on a date or if you're married, guess what? <laughs> you did a fantastic sales job because you convinced somebody to spend time with you and they didn't <laughs> maybe necessarily know you very well, right? So, um, so think about that. Um, and the other thing he said in his book, which I think is really important is extroverts. And this is scientifically proven by the way, extroverts are not the most effective salespeople. So if you're thinking to yourself, well, I'm an introvert, so I can't sell myself. Uh, 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 not so fast. Um, it may seem like extroverts are the most effective salespeople, but they're not actually it's ambivert ambiverts. Okay, I think I what is that? that. Yep. I'm not going to try that again. So these are people that sort of sit on the spectrum between the extremes, right? The extreme extroverts, the extreme introverts. So if you can just nudge yourself to the middle of that spectrum, um, that's actually where the most effective salespeople live. And, and, and here's something that I really, really like is he says, you know, it's so much easier to sell something to someone when you know that if they buy it, they are going to improve their life and maybe even improve the world. And I love that because one of the reasons I'm in cybersecurity is because I am trying to contribute to a bigger purpose, right? I am trying to make the world safer, the internet safer for people to do things on commerce and and everything else that we do on the internet. So I love Daniel Pink's uh, perspective. His bottom line is like, don't try to sell, just serve people, right? So if you're gonna think about the S word here, don't make it the sell word. Make it the the serve word. I think that's I think that's uh, going to open up a lot more doors for you. And I think you um, can do that in every part of life. It's not just about work. If I choose to walk into a room and decide how I'm going to serve better, that that is the right approach to any room, whether it's with my family or in the office. Yeah. Uh, if I walk in with a plan to how can I make others better by being here, uh, we're going to be putting we're going to make our world better. And that is, that's worth living for. Well, we want you to make your world better. uh, Those of you in the audience by getting the dream cybersecurity job that you really want. And so we hope that um, by writing a really excellent summary statement on your resume, you're going to get the kind of opportunities that you, that we know that you want for yourself. Well, so listen, so back in April, we did a beta version of our masterclass, which is called how to get your dream cybersecurity job as told by hiring managers, and that class went very, very well. And I was amazed because one of our students, we had 60 people in the class, and one of our students actually got his dream cybersecurity job before he even finished all the lessons. We had about 23 lessons, and uh, and he told me all about it. It's a really inspiring story. And uh, if you want to hear about it, uh, just go to this URL. Go to yourcyberpath.com forward slash Steve, and you can read about his story. Steve was an accountant. He is now has his dream cybersecurity job, which I think is so totally cool. Okay. 
So that wraps up the episode. Uh, Wes, did you want to put, did you want to say anything else before we wrap it? My friends, be brief, be brilliant, and be gone. (laughs) Well, that's also uh, Wes's hint for me to get on with closing this episode out. So, hey, next time we're going to tell you about how your reputation is one of the biggest factors in uh, in the screening process and and leaving your last job well is a huge part of making sure that your reputation is intact. So we're going to unpack that next time. So until you hear us again in uh, two weeks, please remember you're just one path away from your dream cybersecurity job. See you next time. Thanks all.